0: Welcome to the Go Serve Others podcast, where we explore topics around leading, mentoring, and serving others. I'm your host, Mark Shropshire, and I'm glad to have you back listening to this episode. This is episode three. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a great teammate and how to make your team more effective by being a great teammate. They kind of go hand in hand. No tricks involved. These are not tricks, they're not any kind of self help guru kind of thing. They're not even common sense, but they're things that I think will make sense. And they're things that you'll have to practice a little bit. So uh, let's, let's jump into those. So we're going to talk about three important ways to be a great teammate. Number one is listen. Yes, that's right. Listen. So this is commonly um, said in a lot of contexts that you should listen to each other. And there's a little more to that. There's different types of listening there's um there's passive listening. there's looking like you're listening and um and not really truly listening to the other person. One of the things that can happen is you're trying your best to listen, but in your head is swirling around all the ways the person is maybe saying the wrong things or you don't agree with and how you've already got the answers. so uh, let's talk about a little bit a little bit about that and. Part of that sentiment is about encouragement and respecting each other as you listen. So everyone has input, and everyone's input should be um, valued. So you want to make sure that you encourage everyone to take part on the team when appropriate, but you want to respect what each other has to say during that time. So that, that is super critical. And that's a leadership aspect where everybody, we've talked about everybody's a leader. That's real important though, is to respect each other. Uh, if you don't have true respect, then your team has already got problems ahead. So you want to make sure that you do have respect for each other. We'll talk a little bit about strengths and weaknesses in a bit. You want to learn while you listen I actually heard someone say this recently. I believe it was on another podcast, and I think it was on the uh, Entree Leadership Podcast. But I really like thinking about it that way, learn while listening. So one way to really be engaged and to value someone's input is to actually say, how can I learn from what's being said? How can I listen and learn actively while things are being said by another person on the team? because we all have something to learn from each other. And so if you're just assuming that you have the answers and even if the other person's not quite right, it really doesn't matter. You're going to learn something about their perspective. That's real important. You also want to just value the input even if you don't agree. Again, there's value in what everyone has to say and brings to the table and even if it's even if you don't agree, it's probably a perspective that sh- that if you really listen and learn while you're listening one thing you can pick up is maybe i should start taking that perspective into account whether whether you agree with it or not it that's fine but you you still can take that perspective into account because other people outside of your team maybe others impacted by the work your team does may have that person's perspective so that's real important so again number 1 is about listening and let's think about other ways we can listen and make sure to value the input of others Number two is being empathetic. This is, uh, we hear about empathy a lot in leadership. And and I think a lot of these words just become words, you know, in the latest uh, top 10 ways to lead people and mentor people and those kind of things. But you really should think about what these words mean, how you can actually apply them. So let's talk about how do you apply being empathetic to a situation and to a team context. So you want to consider that you don't know what others are dealing with this is goes back to, you know, Hey, everybody has a bad day. Maybe someone on the team's not you know, performing as well. Maybe they're, they seem rushed. Maybe the quality is a little lower um, than you're used to from them. You may not know what's going on with them. You may not know. You may not know maybe what they're dealing with could be personal, could be something else at work, could be something else in the organization. Depends on your relationship with that person. Maybe you can chat with them on an aside and say, hey, I, you know, I noticed this was happening. Is there anything I can do? Are you doing okay? Being empathetic by just asking someone if they're doing okay. Do they want to talk uh, without prying too much? Your, your goal is not to find out any personal information. Your goal is just to really make sure they know that, that you care. And, and you know, sometimes the time's not right to, to dig into that yet. Just give them, maybe give them some time and see if things improve and go from there. Those are important things. It's really being sensitive to other people and not just thinking about yourself. So the other thing I think about, this is um, related to empathy and it's related to just thinking about others and maybe in our world of remote work and where we type into channels like Slack or, you know, other types of chat systems for real-time feedback Don't assume the intent with communications from others. So don't assume that you're reading text, you're reading a sentence they said. Don't assume that they mean that they're upset with you. Don't assume from the text that they are disappointed in you. Don't assume anything about you. This goes back to you kind of worrying about yourself, thinking about, you know, how does this affect me? Try to assume that they have the best intentions. And that they're looking out for the betterment of the project, for, for work, for your organization, even for you. And just don't assume that. What happens is if we assume someone says a sentence in Slack and we assume that sentence uh, taken out of context um, is just a totality of how they feel about you um, as a person and you take it personal, you have now clouded your vision you're you everything's kind of foggy because everything now from that point on maybe in the next few minutes or that day or even weeks can be clouded by oh my gosh that person does doesn't respect me they don't like me they don't whatever truth is it's possible that some of that's true but it's also very likely that none of that's true and you're paranoid's not the right word necessarily but but um you're certainly looking for things maybe you can also look at yourself and say hey is there something i do need to improve on That, again, it's another opportunity to take some time and maybe try to maybe do a video chat with the person, get some body language involved in the discussions. Just ask them, hey, I noticed you said this the other day, is there something else going on? Is there more to it? Be bold to ask for input. If you don't feel you're getting empathy from others, you can kind of draw some empathy out of the situation by just having that communication. A lot of us don't like maybe talking on the phone Having a phone call, that sort of thing. But a lot of times, voice and and video with body language uh, in remote situations. If you are, uh, if you can, you know, meet with a person in in real life, that's even better. But I think it's real important to uh, take the responsibility as an adult to say we're going to have this conversation, and this is it may be hard, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to um, ask some questions and not assume that intent. The other thing you want to do is learn to be hyper aware this is a skill that can be acquired some to some people it comes very naturally to others it may not but you hear about people you know about being self-aware we'll talk about that in future episodes self-awareness is super critical but you really need to be just hyper aware of your environment hyper aware of the situation a lot of that comes from being in the moment from from actually not you know when you're when you're in communication with a teammate or a group or in a meeting it's, it comes from not multitasking during those meetings, trying to think about the next thing and having your head swirling around with all these other things. It's about kind of being in that moment and making sure you're getting full context of everything. But being hyper-aware means that you have the opportunity to notice little things, little changes about someone else on the team. Maybe that's where you notice that, hey, they said a little something that sounded like maybe they're having a tough time, something's going on. Now, that doesn't mean you immediately go act on it and, and try to kind of butt into their situation and ask them a bunch of personal questions, and that that might really, you know, kind of freak somebody out. What it does mean is, as a data point, that, hey, I'm going to kind of make sure as a teammate, whether you're in leadership of that person or not, and kind of in a supervisory role, it really doesn't matter. Just as a fellow coworker uh, coworker or, you know, uh, a teammate, you want to note hey, I noticed that about them. That's unusual for them. I'm going to kind of just kind of see what happens. You kind of want these opportunities to come up, to talk, kind of come naturally. You don't want to force them. And maybe things improve. Maybe it was just a bad day, but you start to see patterns. There'll be an opportunity to, to kind of dig more on that with that person. And you'll find a lot of times people will really open up because they realize you had empathy for them. You paid attention. You care. And that is really important. And any, any kind of Team situation, relationships within teams, super important. It's also super okay to be wrong. It's okay to ask for help. This is real important. To, you know, you're going to get empathy from others if you, and you'll, you'll increase empathy on the team if you're just able to say, "Listen, I, I was wrong about that. I made a mistake, and and I need help. Does, can the team help me come through this? Uh, maybe pivot or think of another way to approach a situation, and." It's amazing how the guard gets let down when people realize that, you know, that you're willing to ask uh, for help because you feel like you've done something that not, not even wrong, but maybe just made a mistake, you know, that you didn't intend to, obviously, but uh, maybe, you know, maybe you sort of did, but it, you didn't intend certainly for the outcome. Depending on the situation is kind of whether you apologize or not. Sometimes apologies aren't even necessary. Sometimes you just say, hey, I need some help. I made a mistake here. I thought this direction was correct. And it just didn't pan out. But I'm not going to be so prideful that I can kind of continue, you know, that I'm going to continue on uh, as if nothing happened. That is going back to last week, talking about on episode uh, uh, two, talking about transparency. Number three on how to be a great teammate is to communicate effectively and appropriately. This is a huge topic. There's so much more that we could uh, unpack on this, but, but let's just dig in a little bit. So effectively and appropriately. It's a little more than just saying, hey, communicate. Uh, we all communicate. So if you're on a team, you're going to naturally communicate, whether you do it well or not. You're communicating something, and your teammates are communicating something. What you want to do is communicate effectively and always work to improve how effective you are in your communication. That has a lot to do with circumstance. The, uh, if you realize people aren't understanding what you're, what you're trying to get across, try some different techniques. Maybe simplify your explanations without going into so much detail. Long emails that people ignore, they ignore them for a reason. They may not have time, but if you can be more concise, they can then ask the questions they need, but they get the idea of what you're trying to communicate. You also want to communicate appropriately. Appropriateness digs into things like we'll take Slack again. Uh, Not to pick on Slack. It's a great communications tool, but, but it is limited because it's just text and little text boxes on the Internet that we're typing in all the time on a team. So what you don't want to do is be in a situation where you're you're direct messaging all the time to people on the team. There's huge value in letting the team see how you work through problems. The temptation is when there's a problem, maybe you've made a mistake or maybe you're working through a problem. There's a temptation I don't want to bother everyone in the main channel. Um, so I'll just talk to this person who I think can help and we'll work through it. But there's huge value in others seeing how you work through problems and how you talk and communicate. You know, it, it helps the whole team grow, and you're not even having to do any extra work. You're, doing the exact same, you're having the exact same conversation uh, that you would have. The other f- flip side of that is that you don't want to publicly say things in a, communi- in a more open channel that you should DM. So if there's an improvement uh, situation and you want to have that conversation and you feel like it's appropriate to do it in text, and, and that you have to be careful with that. But if, let's say that you do. Hey, it's just not a huge deal, but I just want to kind of correct a situation, uh, kind of point them in the right direction. You can DM those, those situations. It, it's really a case of where you're feeling like you know m- maybe the person, uh, I know them well enough to know they might be a little embarrassed about it or they might feel weird about it being in the main channel. It's not a good uh, growth for the team to just open that up if it makes someone kind of feel bad. But while you're doing it, you know, you can even tell the person, hey, you know, this is the kind of thing that normally I'd kind of just talk about in the main channel, but thought I'd come to you and just guide you here. But if we do talk about things like this in the main channel, I hope you don't feel weird about it. It's a great time to kind of encourage that openness, uh, that transparency again. The other thing you want to be considerate of with communication is to embrace each other's strengths and weaknesses. Everybody on a team is different. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. And I think showing, uh, again, kind of back to the empathy, showing that you recognize your strengths and you recognize your weaknesses and you'll openly talk about them will help others communicate those as well. And they may be things you already know about a teammate, but you may actually learn something. Someone may say, hey, I, you know, it's a good point. I don't feel comfortable with that task or that thing. And I would uh, love for someone else to help me with that so I could grow in that. So encourage growth. Don't let Just because something's a weakness, we don't want people to just accept that they can't ever improve on that thing. We want them to know that they can take that weakness and grow it more into a strength. But weaknesses can sometimes be their own strengths. When we recognize them and we communicate them and we use others on the team to make up for, um, for those weaknesses. And that's totally fine. That's what teams are about. Otherwise, you know, where I work, I could do everything myself and, and I wouldn't need help from anybody because if I can do it all and I have no weaknesses, then what's the problem? But that's not the case. That's why we have teams. The next thing we want to do is we want to hold each other accountable and learn from mistakes. That goes back to just communicating openly when it's appropriate, DMing when it's appropriate, or having, you know, personal conversations one-on-one. But you want to hold each other accountable. This does not mean that the supervisor in, a, in a, let's say, a work situation is always the one holding others accountable. As a team, we hold each other accountable. That can be as simple as someone's talking about a particular, let's say, a, a particular work situation, uh, something in their org that their task that they're working on, and they, they say, hey, I've done this, I've done that, and here's what we're doing. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, um, did you remember to do this other thing related to that that can sometimes help? accountability doesn't mean scolding all the time. It doesn't mean that we're, we're holding, you know, it's a bad thing. Accountability is sometimes just saying, Hey, did you remember to do this thing that we've been talking about? Or, you know, have you thought about this other improvement? It's kind of everybody trying to make everybody the best because first of all, you shouldn't be in a situation on a team where, um, you're having to step on other people to get ahead. That's hopefully if you're in that situation, you're figuring out a good way to get out of that situation. I just don't have time in my life for that. So, the, the last thing about communication that is so important, it's very, very important in real life and even, again, more important in remote uh, situations with teams, you want to give authentic praise. It's so critical. It's so easy to forget to tell somebody they did a great job. It's so easy to thank them and, and, and appreciate them and care about them that way. It's because you've finished what you've done, you, you're busy, you've got to move on to the very next thing. In real life... We all sometimes like to have a little pat on the back. We like to have acknowledgement that we did well. We all should be striving to get to a place where we don't need those things, that we have our own value, that we're not, we're not in need of that from others. But actually, it makes people feel good. And you'll find that different teammates, is back, back to empathy, you'll learn what drives certain people on a team. I know this person likes a certain kind of praise. This person actually gets really embarrassed and would rather just have a personal thank you. Be empathetic, learn what those other, uh, be observant and hyper awareness. Make sure that you know what type of praise that person uh, appreciates. Being authentic is really a key to this though. So um, if you go read you know some manager book or go to some conference and they're just like you know make sure to give the team praise tell them kudos at the end of the um you know at the end of a project and job well done and here's the formula to say that and here's how you phrase it that's going to come off sounding very cheap and very unauthentic there's times where maybe you could give praise you decide not to just because it feels like man it's a little forced i like to give praise when people aren't expecting it i like to do it in the middle of a project i like to do it when somebody i know has worked extra hard on something and they I feel like that it's just going to help them feel more confident going into the next phase. And I really am authentically pleased with their work and happy that they've grown. You know, a lot of times maybe they didn't do as good a job as someone else on the team would have done on the same task, but they have grown tremendously by doing that task. And that's part of good leadership is giving that person a chance to grow. You want to give praise. You want to give it authentically. It means it's not forced and it means it helps uh, lift up the team and give everybody an opportunity to feel good about accomplishments. But just be hyper-aware and pay attention to to the kinds of praise-type rewards that people like. I think it's something that just you just have to think about and you just have to really pay attention to the team. And, of course, there's always a great time at the end of a successful project to thank everyone. Good opportunity to make sure you capture and don't miss anyone uh, when you do that. Uh, it's real important. I uh, don't want anybody to feel left out. You can always include more than more people than uh, in, in that praise than you even – maybe was directly involved, but even on the fringes, throw everybody in there that's done any, uh, made any efforts on a project to help move it forward. It's real important. Let's recap here the three important ways to be a great teammate. Number one, we want to listen. Number two, we want to be empathetic. And number three, we want to communicate effectively and appropriately. And that's it for today. Forward to our next episode. Thank you for being a part of this episode, though. And remember, we can all lead, mentor, and serve.